OG Podcast Network presents. Welcome to Fireside. First off, welcome to Fireside. We'll be talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, Mickey's got the creepiest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here we choose. Even a superhero fight club, we usually lose. So pop in those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my power, earth too. Welcome to Fireside Chats. As you can tell, it sounds like toying around has taken over Fireside Chats this week. Right. I'm your host, Mr. Mauer. Put some respect on that name. No? <laughs> With me, as always, are my wonderful sidekicks. First, Mr. Moshko. What's up, everybody? And last but certainly least, Baby Huey. What's going on? You trying to steal my uh, intro? No, I, I said, what's up, everybody? Yeah, it's, a little, it's a little bit a little similar. Yeah, Greetings. Well, you guys are, it's getting a little copyrighted there. You guys are pretty much the same person at this point. My my fellow toy nerds. That is true. But it's not toying around. This is the Wednesday show. What does that mean, baby Huey? Nude news. New news? No, not your not your Twitter feed. <laughs> <laughs> this is time for the new news. Because it's Wednesday and we got a lot of crap going down. Uh one of the things we're gonna talk about is the end of the Sorcerer Supreme. We're also gonna be talking about a potential Batgirl. Mm. And last but not least, we've got the reason behind all of Spider-Man's wonderful toys. But first, let's start off with comics. What do we got in comics? We got Aquadad. Okay. What's that mean? <laughs> so uh, basically at the end of Aquaman number 49, Mira had a little secret to tell uh, Aquaman. That she's pregnant. With Ocean Master's baby. No. <laughs> well, we don't know Ooh. whose baby it is yet, so. Who's that daddy? Hopefully it's Aquaman. Who's your Aqua Daddy? Mm. Could it be a fish of some sort? <laughs> <laughs> Who that, knows? That's just wrong. But that's gonna that's gonna be that's that's throwing a little wrench into the whole Aquaman, you know, miso, mythos here. I mean, Aquaman hasn't had a kid yet. No, but the original Aqualad was kind of like a kid for him. Yeah, but was it was it, his ward. Yeah, but wasn't his blood. We don't know if this is. <laughs> mm. We'll find out. We'll find out more. Um, what issue tradition. is it going to be in? Uh, number four. Oh, well, this was uh, at the end of issue 49, so hopefully issue 50. 50. We'll find out all the backstory to it. Yeah, and this Aquaman has been cool because it's been the epitome of rebirth. It's taking everything that's cool about Aquaman, and yes, you can say there's things that are cool about Aquaman, <laughs> um, and putting them together. So we're getting the classic costume, but we're getting a little bit more of the modern edge on him. He's got the beard now. I mean, when they did the New 52, he looked real young, as all the characters did, but he's, you know, they've matured him a little bit. He's got the beard now. Uh, Going to lose an arm eventually. I'll say, hopefully they don't do the uh, losing the arm again. I really liked I like the hand. hook. I like the hook. And then water <laughs> hand was really cool. That was 90s. That was so 90s. But could you see the water hand when he was underwater? Touche. <laughs> That's a good point. They, they drew it that way, but could you really see it? No. Mm. All right. 
Moving on from there, we've got Detective Comics 1006. Jeez, that's a lot. Spectra. Specter. Specter. First off, 1006. It's a lot of books. Like, once you hit a thousand, I know we're all for like the linear numbering and we like the original numbering. Mm-hmm. But now it's a thousand. Now it's getting a, a lot to say. Like, series two. Like, let's come up with a new, like, issue. <laughs> X1, X2, I don't know. Some new series. I mean, for someone like me who, you know, I don't read a lot of books lately or recently. And for me to jump into something that's at 1,000. You know, and that's the, the theme why they did it. And they would give us all these new number ones. But with that, then everybody was like, another new number one, another new story. It meant you had to go out and buy them all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Need those variant covers. Uh, oh but don't even get into that. <laughs> what's happening with Detective Comics 1006? Well, we have the reintroduction. This is a character that hasn't been around for many years at this point. Uh, Spectra is uh, back. Spectre, you mean? Spectre. Inspector? Inspector maybe? Gadget? Yes. Uh, we haven't seen him actually since uh, 2011 <clears throat> when they did uh, New 52. Has it really been that long? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So for those of you who are not familiar with Spectre. I know a little bit about it, and it's only because of a DC short that they did a couple years ago. That's. Yeah, interesting character. Um, Some might say an anti-hero. He typically will go by the name of Jim Corrigan. Yes. Jim Gordon or Jim Corrigan. (laughs) Uh, He is a detective, so you have that going on for him. Uh, But the character's been around since 1940. Uh, It was introduced in More for Fun Comics number 52. Uh, So this guy's been around for a very long time. There's been a couple different uh, iterations of him. Um, You know, most notably, uh, Hal Jordan was actually... Yep, with Spectre for a while. Yes. Was he really? Yep, uh, in Kingdom Come. I believe. I believe so. Nope. Spirit of Redemption. Spirit of Redemption. Storyline. Yeah. Um, the Spectre is basically a god. Like, okay. That's really what it is. He can control time, space. Um, he he has godlike powers. Um, you'll know him. He's got the big green cloak and like the white bodysuit ish. A la Moon Knight. Kinda. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's it's. He's got the green trunks. He's a classic. A uh, hard-boiled villain, or not villain, anti-hero. Right. Um, which is cool. He's kind of noir. So imagine if you had Sentry as a noir anti-hero. Does he like mainly work like in the the shadows in the back backdrop of things, or is he more of a full fr- uh, a full frontal? <laughs> <laughs> he he deal he deals yes and no. He's been involved with all aspects of it. Okay. Like if, when you need somebody with some big guns, he shows up. But he's so powerful that he deals with a lot of other stuff too. He's a good character though. Okay. Um. So he's gonna be around. And is it right that they're saying Detective Jim Carrigan has been shot on the streets of Gotham? That's what the uh, article says. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> in there. Um. Actually, yes. Uh. So you know, if if you go ahead and read that article, and we we did find that on comicbook uh, dot com there. Um, there are a couple panels. If you go all the way down, you can kind of get the first few pages of the book. Because in New 52, it wasn't the traditional storyline form, right? It wasn't like it was a spirit of vengeance was the specter. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where the Jim Corrigan connection is. It's 
like this spirit of vengeance avenges him because he's dead. So this is like a new origin story, I think. It it looks that way. You know, from the from the first couple panels, uh, he is met by this spirit. Um, you know, within an alleyway there, um, basically two detectives checking in on some type of murder, and one of them, their name is Jim. And it does appear as if the uh, spirit kind of inhabits him, and and that's that's the big thing with uh, could this be Spectre. Like, could this be like a retelling of his origin to the first few pages? Here? Since we haven't heard from him since 2011, we'll move on after this. I have a feeling um, this is his new 52 version, for lack mm-hmm. of a better term for it. Like with Rebirth, we're not getting all the old stories because there were so many different. Uh, iterations. It was so long ago, and right. it doesn't really match with the times now as much. So it's a good time for them to say, you know what? Let's almost ultimate universe him. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think it makes sense. It's it's a good. I think Detective Comics is a good way to bring him back into the fold. Yep. And he's, if anybody likes Dead Man, Moon Knight, just uh, the Justice League um, Dark type, characters. Yeah, Justice League Dark type characters, you're gonna really enjoy this character. Um, and for me, with my love of that exactly hard-boiled uh, <laughs> noir detective type mm-hmm. lore, my Rocketeer and my Shadow and all that kind of stuff, that's right up this character's line, but with the modern edge. Okay, cool. Um, we also have a lot going on with DC that we're going to combine into one big topic. So let's start with Vertigo going away. Bye-bye. <laughs> See ya. Um, and this makes sense because at the same time, they're also getting rid of the DC Zoom and the other DCs, they're going to have DC Kids, Standard DC, and DC Black Label. Yes, they are. Just a nice way to consolidate things. Consolidate. Everybody at this point knew Vertigo was DC. Back in the day, if you were in the know, you knew, but some people thought it was an indie label. Well, the last handful of years, they were calling it DC Vertigo, so you, Mm -hmm. you know... You had to know. But like the Vertigo was more of like it was their Sandman. But those characters now been brought into the DC universe for the most part anyway. Mm -hmm. They're mainstream. So why still have this old imprint that is only separating your characters from everything else? Right. And and I think just them knocking it down to these three things, you know, DC Kids, DC and DC Black, it gives you three pillars. You got got stuff for the kids, you got stuff for everyone, and you got stuff for adults. Now, we were all big proponents on Fireside 4 when they launched, what was it, last year, the Zoom and the the other one, because Mm -hmm. it was like, young kids are here, this is there. This, the only thing that bothers me with this is they are putting age numbers on these actual imprints. So DC Kids is going to be up to, I think, 11. Mm-hmm. 11 to 17 is going to be DC and here's my problem so that means anything that's adult content should potentially be going into DC black label right so is our standard DC books that kind of push the edge and had a little bit of 18 and over like not Batawang type 18 <laughs> plus but we still had some like, like the dead all the dark stuff the dead the, man the dark stuff, stuff like about a swamp thing infinite crisis infinite yeah like that would be, I don't think, what it's, most people call borderline. 17. Yeah. Like, you know, if it's an R-rated comic book, what's the scale look like now? Mm-hmm. Like, is there allowed to be killing? Right. Can there be violence? Like, is that okay? So Maybe because, like, right now, the DC Black is kind of its own separate universe, you want to say? Maybe they will kind of consolidate. Well, it's, it's consolidate. not, because remember we had, uh, last week or the week before, we talked... Uh, the one book in DC well, Black. Some some books are like Batman Dan right now is kind of its own separate 
But even in the standard DC imprint, you still have things that aren't that's into true. it. That's one thing I hate about DC. You never know when we're in the timeline. Yeah. <laughs> Certain arcs are going. My big worry is when you put age groups on these things, it can limit the writers and go, okay, well, if I can't have somebody get shot in the shoulder, mm-hmm. like I can't show blood because mm-hmm. that'll put me into a black label. Is it going to make the writers limit to what they're writing? Right. I mean, it's the same thing with other industries, video games, movies. You, you start our, breaking our action figures out. have, have age yeah, yeah, things on them. That's true. 16 and up for a lot of the, you know, figures you would think a 12 year old would, mm-hmm. would love to have. What? Yeah, <laughs> there is. There is. That's yeah. a thing. Listen, I was the kid allowed to watch our movies when I was like seven. Yeah, me too. So I was, I was listening to NWA when I was 10. So I remember watching the phantasm at like six or seven years old. Mm-hmm. And like loving it, like Freddy movies were a thing. Um, I I learned from a young age, like this is fantasy. You know, this is not. <laughs> I was gonna say you, you have the, uh, your Toy Story toys right above us, right here on this box. They'll say three plus. <laughs> oh wow, they do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I thought that was like because little kids can choke on things. I don't. Know, moving on. <laughs> um, but with that, DC has been doing really well in the past year with their. Uh, foray into the more literary world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're launching a whole series of young adult and middle grade graphic novels that are supposed to be coming out. Yeah, they said that supposedly they're going to do like a wave of 25 different original graphic novels. Uh, I'm a little interested in this now. Yep. Uh, Before we talk a little bit more, let me just list some of them and we'll dive into it. So we've got Catwoman, Soul Stealer, hmm. Galaxy, The Prettiest Star, House of L, Book One, I Am Not Starfire, Mr. Miracle, Nubia, Swamp Thing, Teen Titans Beast Boy, Victor and Nora, A Mr. Free Story, Ooh, like Whistle, Wonder Woman, Tempest Tossed, you, bought me, uh, you Brought Me the Ocean, and Zatanna, The Jewel of Gravesend. It's just, that's just a couple of them. Yep. So it sounds like we're getting a good cross-section now of... Yes, I'm going to gender stereotype. <laughs> books for young boys and young girls. Because for a while there, a lot of the, boy, the books were for that teen romance, like mm-hmm. the Mara book that came out. Right. Like there was a lot more books that young girls would get into, which getting them into superheroes was cool. But as a boy, I liked reading after I found comic books. And then I dove into novels. Sometimes in a book, you can get a much cooler story in a complete Mm-hmm. form than in a comic oh completely agree mm-hmm. so that swamp thing book i might be picking up mm-hmm. <laughs> i'll definitely <laughs> i could i could see that i'm definitely gonna get that but uh even that victor and nora yeah the, cause I, I love the whole backstory with, with mr freeze and his wife so i might pick that one up there too what's uh what's a uh, uh, <laughs> what's nubia about nubia what's a nubia what's a nubia <laughs> 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 Did you want me to stand up and shoot the sky and no, scream Black no. Power? It was Black Rage. Black Rage? But, yeah. That is a Kevin Smith reference for everybody listening. Go uh, see it. From the best Kevin Smith movie of all time, Chasing Amy. I agree. What do you think? Maybe you would of best. Course. Think of, of Chasing all, Amy of all, of all time. Yeah. Chasing Amy, it hits every audience. Mm-hmm. We're going way off topic. I actually almost watched that last night. I, I watch that pretty frequently. That and Top Gun, for some reason, are two movies that are always on for me. <laughs> um, but Big yeah. Bang's not on. Big Bang is one of the shows I watch when I'm in the kitchen. <laughs> um, 
one day we'll do a tour of all of Firestead Studios when we do live stuff down there. Where we unbox when you don't see is there's a TV there that's a 55-inch 4K. In the kitchen. In the kitchen with surround sound. Yeah, because, you know, because. Why not? Why not? Don't you? All right, moving on because we're pretty deep into the show. We've got some sad, sad, sad news. Yeah. How sad, though? Because I think it's going to bring something maybe even cooler. I think this might be really cool news. It, it's, it stinks, but I, it could ultimately be awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to say it's sad, but I have two theories of what's going on. Um, so we're getting can... the end of Doctor Strange. And Baby Huey, I'm proud of you because you almost Baby Huey'd me. I did, and I and caught you myself. Caught yourself. Um, with issue 20, <laughs> Doctor Strange is being canceled. Now, there's two things going on. On the cover, they show him deep in one of his meditative trances with somebody what looks like the soul sword or whatever it is behind him about to cut his head off. So he might get trapped in a soul world or as an astral projection. That's, that's what I think. I, I think, like I said, on the cover, he's, he's in meditation, which most likely means he's in his astral form. So if his body dies, I would assume the astral form would stay. And he's been in space lately, which has lost people like Menti. Because they don't realize, like, to me, magic was one of the few things where I didn't mind space travel because it was supposed to be bigger than the it's, single it's planet everything. that right. you were on. Um, I have another reason why I think they're doing this. What's that? We finally have the second Doctor Strange movie greenlit. We finally are moving forward to it. They can finally focus on it. I think they're going to bring Doctor Strange back to what we expect Doctor Strange to be and kind of what he is in the movie. Okay. They're going to MCU reboot him? I think he's going to be away for a little bit, and by the time that the Doctor Strange 2 is starting to come out, it's been a long enough time where they can just, hey, look, he's back, and now he's got to relearn and or do something, or he's... Fresh start for him. Fresh start for him. Yeah. So, so this isn't a case of where Doctor Strange did something you know, wrong on social media and you know, the political backlash, and now he's being canceled by everybody? No, it's just it, it doesn't look like the books have sold enough for him to stay relevant. Um, and he's a harder character with his modern-day uh, fan. <laughs> you, you totally missed it. No. Some, sometimes the humor isn't really humor, but it comes across in a different <laughs> way. Um, just talking about doxing and canceling in the uh, political space uh, where, you know, someone does something and then... You, yeah, that went way over. I know. You tried being... I try. You know, the subtleness... For everyone... We're Break rec- down a few notches? We're <laughs> recording this show about 10 hours earlier than we normally do. This is the first time I've talked today, and uh, my brain's not working yet. But no, he didn't mention something in a tweet and then get, get shit canned. Hey, with what's going on with you and what's going on with my throat right now, we're, we're making do. Pause. Pause. All right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the one cool thing is it's going to be uh, Alex Ross is going to his, have his 25th Marvel variant cover. That's awesome. Wow. For this book. So issue 20, the end and the 20th variant comes out today. Yep. Mm. Out right now. So go pick it up. And hey, pick me one up. Say, pick one up from now or two. Go pick it up, and he's doing tour. Like he's at every convention. You know, if you get an opportunity, minus Wizard World. Get well. No one was at Wizard World. But he was at <laughs> he was at uh, Oaks, um, Greater, Greater Philly. Really? Yeah, Alex Ross a, was there. No, never mind. No, was he? He wasn't. He wasn't there. He doesn't show up anywhere. He sends his booth. Who? Okay, that's right. 
No. He wasn't even in New York when we were in New York. His booth was there. He but, makes an appearance there, I think. For like, like five minutes. Uh, him and Bill Sinkowitz normally have like a big booth where they'll make appearances at it. I'm still shocked and awe of his booth. That's a, that's a pop-up yeah, gallery. pop-up gallery. All right, let's talk absolute carnage. Yes. And here's why. You should go read it when you, it comes out. You should, because Carnage is awesome. Well, and Venom's been great. Yes. Um, I have to be thankful for the Fireside crew for me losing a bet and having to read Venom Space Night. And you loved it. Well, it got me back into Venom. I wasn't a huge Venom fan for a long, long time. Really? It was just a knockoff. Like, I've said this before. I don't like the knockoff villains or knockoff heroes where it's just the same thing, only I'm evil. Well, every villain, or every hero has to have their copy. Joker? Huh? Mm. Well, I didn't say their main villain is a copy. Where, who's Batman's copy as a villain? Owlman. Owlman? The Court of Owls? No. Owl, Owlman. Yeah, I... Don't look at me. <laughs> the... Was it the... Talon? Not Talon. The, the evil Justice League from, like, Earth oh. 3. But that's not a villain for him. That's an alternate version of him. Yeah. So I, I don't I just I'm not a fan. And for a while, Venom was literally just uh, I'm angry at Spider-Man because blah. Uh, when they started adding more storyline to him and giving him a more reason for being crazy and like they explained that and what the symbiote actually is. And then this is the same thing like where I like Tony Stark stories like they started focusing more on the person that was partnered with the symbiote and what they were going through and what happens when the symbiote leaves them. Mm -hmm. It made Venom a more interesting character. Well, Absolute Carnage is coming out and Marvel really wants this to do well. So what are they doing? (laughs) They they are uh, selling it at a discounted rate to uh, the providers, the, the retail side of things, which is a little strange. What's the reasoning for that? Well, they want to hit, uh, I don't know the actual number. I know it's over 8 million. 8 million, 104,611 copies for? They want it to be the greatest selling book of all time over the uh, X-Men from no. number one, 1993. Correct. You got it. Wow. Now, we yeah. had uh, the owner of Showcase Comics uh, on our Firesiders group talk about that and said they just kept printing that book over and over and over and over again where... He started to help out at one point in his comic career, like uh, when a store would go out of business trying to sell their stuff. Well, the one store at one point started trying to sell comics too, and that wasn't really their business. They went out, and he said he had three pallets full of that X-Men number one. I think I actually had like three or four copies of that growing up. And he said he sold that book in his store after that for 10 years at cover price. (laughs) Imagine that, 10 years of having a a book at cover price, Mm -hmm. because that's how many he got it for so cheap. Mm -hmm. Um, That devalues a book so incredibly much. Of course. Mm -hmm. Now, it does well for Marvel in the long run, because more people have it in their hands. What they should do is, um, if you remember uh, the 10-cent Batman comic, uh, when it was ba- uh, leading into Batman or Bruce Wayne murderer, they did the issue number one was only 10 cents. And it was when the books were still like two ninety nine, I think. Mm-hmm. So you could get that. Like, imagine them going, you know what? And we're going to discount this book, but we're also going to discount it to the reader. 
so everybody picks up the first issue and make that first issue bomb. Yeah, I, it's a way to hook the readers in. Give them a little taste. It's just like toy business. <laughs> Mr. Maurer, would you like this? And then all of a sudden, you're bringing boxes and boxes of you toys You don't even have over. to ask. You just bring them. <laughs> yeah, did you order that Venom statue, by the way? Of course. There's a few other things that I need. Yeah. Uh, it's on my list. All right. Moving on. I'm good for it. <laughs> um, I don't want to talk about this next thing. No? No. Um, the world's worst director. <laughs> really? Not the world's worst. Listen, when you rely on lens flares and worse than M. Night Shyamalan trying to be smart and, you know, interesting. So anyway, J.J. <laughs> Abrams. <laughs> the segue. person that destroyed Star Wars. He did good with Star Trek. He did. So, except for the lens flares. Except for the lens flares. So anyway, J.J. Abrams and his son uh, wrote a Spider-Man comic. The the wet paper towel that was sitting next to him? <laughs> Look, it was probably his first time on camera. Uh, <laughs> watch the video. Yeah, there's, there's a video. We'll, we'll put it in the Thank description you. below. J.J. Um, yeah, Abrams and his son made a Spider-Man comic book. Uh, it's a limited series uh, coming out in September. That's all we really know. Talk about anticlimactic. They do this cool, like, four, three, two. <laughs> I'm expecting big news, like, we're going to get this story, or there's going to be Return to the Clone, or I don't know what's going to happen. Like, we're going to get something really cool with Spider-Man. We get a new villain out of it. We get J.J. Abrams <laughs> writing a Spider-Man book. It's a new series. It's We'll see what happens. Like, <laughs> are either of you really? I know Menti loves Lost. But, like, are either of you guys a J.J. Abrams fan? No, I'm a Spider-Man fan, so I'm going to pick it up. There's a lot of things he has done that I, I do enjoy and have enjoyed. Um, I yeah. probably won't pay attention to this, though. He's <laughs> no Tarantino. Oh, he, has his, he has his fan base. He has, you know, his style. Um, and, and then, I don't know, it's just, it's just something different. The, the artwork that they've kind of been teasing for, it looks pretty good. Yeah, it's so, got the thing with the hero it, or the villain with the glowing eyes behind them. Uh, all right, fine. <laughs> hey. <laughs> want some good comic news? Ultimate Universe is returning! Mm. Uh, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, number 10. Uh, Miles is going to go up against the Ultimate Green Goblin, and somehow they're going to be weaving this into having the, the Ultimate Universe returning. Well, and that's out in September. That is out in September, so I'm I'm excited. I love the Ultimate Universe. Um, I can't wait for it to come back. They teased it at the end of Spider-Man Two. Ultimate Universe is when you and I really started talking comics again to each other. Yes, we were working, our, we were working together in our adulthood. Yes, like <laughs> that was the. We've been in adulthood for a while now. You have. I'm 25, <laughs> and I'm 26. He's a little older. It's an ongoing. He, he's a little older thing. Um, just the hair. <laughs> The gray hair. Oh, man. Uh, so let's move into TV. So we're going to have all the CW shows, all of the DC Universe shows at San Diego Comic-Con 2019. They're going to do Batwoman screening? Batwoman screening, yeah. Yes. it's They uh, need to. I'm excited for that. Um, TV news we don't have much with. We do have the Crisis on Infinite Earth uh, for CW is officially underway. The whole... Arrow final season, I think, is just going to be I'm crisis. Ex I'm excited and sad for this at the same time. You yeah. know, yeah. it's just. Uh, I mean, I, I think the first whole the first whole half uh, of 
all the CW shows will be connected to. And right? the second half will be what happens after. So in other words, I need to spend the next like six months of all that I watch or CW shows to get caught up. You- Honestly, we could could do a micro podcast just recapping we could. each each season <laughs> and how they tie together. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. Maybe you could get on that. <laughs> all right. Um, just watch the shows. They're good. We want to talk about a few movie things real quick. Um, Black Widow news and non-news. <laughs> we got a picture behind the scenes of what the logo is going to be. Guess what it looks like? The Black, Black Widow. Widow. <laughs> yeah, it looks like the Black Widow logo. It has Black and Widow and then the little logo in oh, between the two words. Yeah, the little double star, double yeah. triangle Black Widow. Honestly, it's exactly what I, I thought the logo was going to be. So, um, But we do have some plot points of it that Elena might be in the movie. And since it's taking place in the past... This might give the precursor to what we get when the next Avengers movie comes up and we have a new Black Widow or a double agent show up. Yolanda is the second Black Widow. Sorry, Yolanda, not Elena here. Uh, she's the blonde, the blonde-haired Black Widow. Uh, sometimes, sometimes friend, sometimes foe. She'll well, probably be both in this movie. Well, I think that because they never really got into Natasha being a double agent right. in the MCU. So I think we're going to get one of those... I mean, the baddest thing she kind of did was release all the shield secrets. And- right. I think we're going to get one of those kind of combination characters, a la Ryan Reynolds in Green Lantern, mm. where she's going to be playing Yolanda, but, but we're going to get some of the Natasha storylines out of her. Mm-hmm. All we want is Budapest. <laughs> we must go to Budapest. And, uh, you know, some additional information on that. Uh, it has been announced that Florence Pugh, who we've recently seen in Fighting With My Family, is the main star who played Paige, will be uh, taking on that role. Oh, nice. I liked her in, in Fighting With My Family. Yeah, it, it was announced that she was doing the movie, but nobody actually knew what it was that she, or who she was actually playing until they had a uh, that one picture surface of, I'm guessing it's their costumes, and one says... You know, Black Widow, the other one, Yelena, and then it has the actress name on it. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Um, if you are a wrestling fan, watch Fighting With My Family. Before you say anything, Baby Huey, I know what you're going to say, so give me a moment. Um, <laughs> it is, even though it was done by WWE, a lot of things were changed in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still, a, it's way funnier than it deserved to be. It was a way better movie than it deserved to That's be. That's right. It was entertaining. And as Baby Huey's about to say, even non-wrestling fans enjoyed it. Uh, it oh, I like Baby Huey's you, you took the words out of my mouth. It was good, wasn't it? It was really good. It's entertaining. I, it, you, you know I always joke with you, no one cares about wrestling. Um, as Except a non- for the millions right. and millions. Yes. Around the world. As a non-wrestling fan, I really enjoyed it. That's it. Please, sir. I'd like some more. <laughs> um, no, g- go watch that movie now. I'll wait to the end of the show wait, and then watch wait it. Wait a couple minutes and then go watch it. Um, all right. I'm a little pissed. <laughs> the cardboard cutout of an actress oh, is please. about to portray Batgirl. Possibly. If this comes true, it's we got this covered. First off, we say their name too much. And half their stuff doesn't come right because they never give a source. It's just always a source close to us. <laughs> yeah, I got a source close to me. It's Baby Huey. Baby Huey told me that Robert Pattinson is not going to be Batman anymore. <gasps> it's not true, but I can say it. I can say whatever I want. Um, I hope for the love of God, 
she stays to being a crappy actress in the Star Wars movies. And who are you talking about now? Daisy Ridley. Yep. I think everybody knew when I said the cardboard cutout actress. <laughs> there might have been one or two who didn't there, know. There, yeah. There's a few out there. Like that, you know what? That's why JJ went to Marvel instead of writing something for DC. <laughs> He's like, she's going over there. I'm out to work with her again. Um, but yeah, so there's rumors about that. And lastly, we watched a cool uh, confirmation video on the Spider-Man costumes and a little bit of like the reasoning behind them. And the reason they gave for the stealth suit way cooler than anything that I could have thought of. Yeah. He's trying to not have people know that he's Spider-Man. And if he Spider-Man appears on every class trip they go on, hmm. everyone's going to know. <laughs> so the black costume is literally him going, I don't want to wear a Spider-Man costume. Everybody will know I'm Spider-Man. And he leaves it at home, if you remember, in the one uh, trailer that we got. But then Aunt May packed it <laughs> in a suitcase. Um, so Nick Fury gives him some shield mm-hmm. tactical gear um, that he wears in there. And then you get the... He makes the next costume with the Tony Stark equipment. He gets the Tony Stark glasses. He looks like, he looks young, like Tony. <laughs> young Tony Stark. <laughs> Very true. Um, so I, I'm excited. But it's what two weeks away for this movie? It's it's coming. Yeah. Wow. July I didn't realize 2nd. that. Second. Yeah, so snuck up on us. Yep. Is the new version of uh, Endgame out with the extra scenes that was uh, this past weekend that started? Yeah. No, I believe no, uh, this coming Friday. Yeah, this coming it's, Friday. It's this week. Yes. Yeah. All right, so I'll be seeing that this week with mm-hmm. Toy Story. Maybe I'll do a double feature if anybody wants to go. Endgame and then... I'm doing Endgame and Chucky, I think. Chucky. I will not give money to this Chucky. It's, it's the new and improved Chucky of the internet age. Yes. But it's not gotten the, uh, the good graces of the original Chucky mm-hmm. creators and, and creative team. That's why they didn't give them the rights to everything, and they're keeping the rights for themselves for their sequel. I got nothing to do this weekend. <laughs> I got the AMC Plus. I get to see three I'm movies lonely. a week. <laughs> Woe is me. Yeah. All right. Um, but yeah. Oh, and since it is the Toying Around guys taking over, we got our first adult Funko Pop. <laughs> I just made a joke in my head about this. Uh, the bat, the Batawang. <laughs> so we're getting a, a Batman damned uh, de- uh, Funko Pop. Looks cool. It's it's always good to be specific when you say adult toy because um, I have experienced that with. My- <laughs> I won't go into the story, but yes, I do sell adult toys, but they are for uh, adult collectors. Adult collector, <laughs> same thing. It doesn't matter. You throw adult in front of that. Oh jeez. Anyway, is that rending? Not at all. A ton of new stuff coming out for uh, San Diego. Looking forward to seeing all of it. Yeah, um, I don't know if anybody is listening to this and it might be sold out already. The Neon Iron Man 2 was still available for pre order. The only caveat you have to go pick it up at San Diego Comic Con. Now, had they done this for New York Comic Con, I'd have that goddamn first Neon one that I want so badly. I wanted to order this one, but I don't know anybody in San Diego Comic Con. So, uh, what the hit up uh, Toy Shiz? Oh, I'll hit him up. Because that Our even friend Toy Shiz. That, that neon <laughs> he, he Iron Man. for the uh, DC Primal Age. That's stuff. true. That's true. <laughs> that Primal. Mm. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. On that note, Mashko, do that thing.
You can find us everywhere. <laughs> I can't do it fast <laughs> like that. Um, but you can find us at uh, welcometofireside.com as well as Welcome to Fireside on all social media with the exception of Twitter, kind of like toying around, only it's Fireside Crew. That's, yeah. that's pretty good. Not bad. As always, your Moshko. I'm Baby Huey. And I'm Mr. Mauer. Don't forget to check us out on the OG Podcast Network. That's the OGPodcastNetwork.com OG or the app. Listen, guys. Good being around and hanging with you rather than, you know, Mentian features. Which, by the way, we never mentioned where they are, and we're not going to. Deuces. <laughs> Excelsior. <laughs>